day was a fairy tale. You were the prince. I used to be a damsel in distress. Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Are you feeling romantic? Oh, yes, always. <laughs> I have a question for you. Sure. On Valentine's Days, where you're single, do you feel dramatic and gutted or do you not mind? I do not mind, but I don't like Valentine's Day, single or not single. I just, it feels very commercial and manufactured. I don't like it. I don't like the aesthetic of Valentine's Day. All of the all of the decorations are so like blech. And then I don't know, everything is so expensive and there's so much pressure. I just I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like forced emotions at all. Uh, no. <laughs> right? Because it don't. wasn't that your issue with this is us. You felt like they were trying to manufacture yes. your emotions. <laughs> yes. So that's what Valentine's Day feels like to me. So I'm really fine just like skipping the whole thing. I'm not a huge Valentine's Day person. How about you? The Valentine's Days that I've had where I was dating someone or in a relationship have been nice and I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. But but the ones where I'm single, I don't I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. I don't feel extra sad or lonely or anything. I'm just sort of like, oh, it's a cute day for love. So you don't have like a broken hearts b- party every Valentine's Day <laughs> where you beat I, a pinata? <laughs> I don't, but the beating of the pinata looks pretty good to me. I would like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that does. It did look really fun. Jen Garner looks so fucking cool. She really, the she way she gorgeous. like flips the bat around first and <laughs> yes. when she's, and when she's doing it, you can tell how really athletic and strong she is. Yes. I, I love it. I love her ponytail in that she has such a, a beautiful pony. I can't get my hair up like that. <laughs> I, I took note of it when she walked into the room, she like flipped her hair for a second when <laughs> Jessica Biel asked her what, what happened. And, um, she just looked so gorgeous. I loved it. Do you think your pony isn't as bouncy because you have so much hair. You have a lot of hair and it's very. All right, guys, we got cut off. We had, we were frozen for a minute as I was going on and on about Alexa's silky, glossy pony. (laughs) Um, I don't know what the issue is, but I just know that when I pull my hair back. I never look as good as I see other people look. And I think that that's a universal. I was going to say, well, you're not going to look as good as Jennifer Garner. We all have to come to terms with that. (laughs) I guess so. But even (laughs) regular people, I feel like look better with their hair pulled back. My hair looks so sexy pushback. Katie, will you please tell him his hair looks sexy pushback? And I just can't. I don't know. I always look like I have no hair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's the struggle. After Jen hits the pinata, she throws herself down into the chair next to Jessica Beale. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I was like, look at these two beautiful, strong, talented, incredible women. The actresses themselves, not necessarily, I mean, the characters too, but who have been with men who are just the bottom of the barrel. Shitty, shitty men. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just so unfortunate. It really is. And that's not that's not reflected on them. They picked guys who are intelligent and charismatic yeah. and you would think, but turns out gross one and gross two. <laughs> All right. So to take us back to the beginning of the first of all, did you know, I can't remember if we talked about this on our good, bad movies episode where we talked about Rotten Tomatoes lowest rated. Uh-huh. I think it's like an 18% or something. (gasps) Really? I couldn't remember if we talked about it on that episode. I think, I want to say we did. I bet it came up, but I didn't, I feel like I'm relearning it. I didn't remember that it was that low. Where does this, this is a favorite of yours, right? Where does this rank as far as these like types of big ensemble cast holiday based rom-coms? Is this your favorite? Oh, that's hard. Um, I would say maybe. It's definitely up there. I'm aware that it's not a good movie by any actual measure, but I love the actors in it and I just think it's so cute. I mean, I love, my favorite story is the Ashton Kutcher, Jennifer Garner. I know that's the one that's at the center, but Ashton Kutcher, man, I love Thank him you. so much my, i literally wrote down in my notes ashton is so cute and i cats. made sure to sp- pay special attention to the note that you told me about how you think he's a really good kisser and i really <laughs> believe you i think that he <laughs> he, looks, he looks like he's an incredible kisser that kiss at the end he's on my list baby my gosh, he's just so adorable. He's so he's so excited to propose to Morley. Morley, that's her name, right? I don't know any of the characters. Me neither. They don't be referring to they them by don't the actors. Say, names. I'm okay with that. Can we just agree that we're yes. going to call them by For their this actor episode? Names? Yes. Okay, because we typically don't do that. We try and stay away <laughs> from calling them, you know, Ashton Kutcher and Jessica Biel. But I think that in this one, I don't know a single person's name. No. So he's just so excited to propose to Jessica Alba. And when he runs around and tells everybody and when she comes into the shop later, he's just so happy. There she is, the future Mrs. Reed oh, Bennett. Oh, Chrysanthemum. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Hello, Beyonce. It sounds weird if you said it. And all the people in his life know. She said yes. You're kidding. <laughs> What? I mean, you're kidding. <laughs> you thought you'd say no. Oh, man, come on. You know me. I was preparing for the worst. Immigrant mentality. All right, forget it. She said yes. This is yes. good news. Yeah. What happened? Well, you just sounded like... You sounded like maybe she, she said yes. She said yes. Why no. doesn't anybody have any yes. confidence? What is this? Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I didn't... I didn't get it, but congratulations. Call me Mr. Engaged. You're getting married. (laughs) That was something I really picked up on this time because I kind of forgot that later when they're at the airport and he tells Jennifer. Do you think that Morley and I belong together? What does that have to do with anything? Just tell me, do you? I don't don't know. If you love her and if she loves you, then fine. No. Personally, I don't see it. That's what I'm doing here. Because apparently everyone and their mother felt that way, but nobody had the guts to tell me. And now I'm left with some stupid ring and an empty closet and an ache in my gut the size of Texas because nobody told me. I kind of forgot that it was an actual plot point because when I was watching the beginning, I was thinking to myself, how sad 
Is it that he's in this relationship and he thinks it's the one and everyone around him knows that it's not? That is very sad. It is. Not to change the subject, but can we go back to the kissing for a moment? Yes. <laughs> of course. Who else was it that we decided was a really good kisser? Penn Badgley. Nick, Nick from New Girl. Yes. And Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley is my That's number right. one, baby. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which kiss it was of his that made me say like, it, okay. I remember it. I remember it. Did Ironic- I? Because I told yes. you. Ironically. It's a Valentine's Day episode of Gossip Girl. It's one of the late ones when he kisses Blair at that Hearts party. When he kisses her and you're, you're like, I think Penn Badgley might be an amazing kisser. And I was like, thank you. I've been thinking that for a long time. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I'm interested to know if any of our listeners have that thought. Like if they have a certain few actors who they think are the best. Because it's different than like attraction or whatever. They really right. just... It's totally different. And I only, honestly, I think that those three that you named are the only three that fall into the category for me. I can't think of another Same for as of now. I mean, maybe there are more that I'll remember, but. But as far as like off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone else that I think I feel the same way about. When he steps out of their house and shouts, she said, yes. Did she actually say yes? No, I think she just put the ring on, right? She didn't even put it on. She just sat there while he put it on. Oh, oh, but it did go on her finger then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I think don't she think actually she said yes. yes. And then it goes to that scene where Jen Garner is in bed while her boyfriend's getting ready to leave. How sleazy is Patrick Dempsey on this? I, I wanted to punch him, him in the freaking face. And I don't know why, but I feel like this character is who he is in real life. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Well, of course, I hope not, too. But it just oh. he, he does it very naturally. He does. Also, like, protect Jen Garner. I can't. I don't want her to be in any roles where she is cheated on or mistreated or anything. I know. That scene where he comes into the flower shop is so skeezy. He's Ugh. such a dick. But like, not only is he a dick for what he's doing with the women, but also just like the way he handles that interaction. He's like, I thought we had an understanding. I'm like, shut up. You deserve no understanding. We have an understanding. I understand there is a florist code about these things. Oh, great. Here's the credit card. And here are the addresses. These are the addresses for the ladies. Paris and Copeland. Yes. You need a, you want some ID? This, um, okay, this Julia Fitzpatrick, that would be your girlfriend. Yes. And this, uh, Pamela Copeland, same last name as you. Would that be your wife? Yes. I thought we had some code understanding. The code is the code. I just, I just want to make sure that your understanding is the same understanding as my understanding. Understand? Can I help you? Can you run the card, please? Go to two different flower shops, you lazy asshole. Gross. Gross. I wish he didn't get it hard enough. I wish that we had seen him have his life, his wife leave him or something. Well, we did, because in the end, he's, he's looking for Lauren in the bed with the pizza. Oh, that's true. So I guess it's implied that she did 
leave him. I wish yeah, it was because otherwise he would have they would have had would have been together. Right? right. Right. Even if they weren't together in that scene, he mm-hmm. wouldn't be there with a pizza because he would have eaten dinner with his wife. That's true. So he is alone. That son of a bitch. Good. As dessert. <laughs> <laughs> When I saw Taylor in the elevator, oh, I thought, not the 13 uh, on her hand. Please, I can't. This whole performance is so cringy. I can't even deal with any of it. As a hard Like it's supposed to be, right? Of course. Like, of course. And I don't think that she thought that this was like an amazing performance. She's obviously doing it on purpose. I mean, as a hard Taylor stand, <laughs> this was hard to watch. I thought it was kind of great <laughs> because I knew that wasn't really her so it made it funny right yeah it does it does make it funny but it's so cringy to me that i i thought taylor lautner's son was funny i thought his little portrayal was cute when she gives him the the t-shirt with her number on the back it's my track shirt yeah but i ironed on your lucky number on the back 13 but that's your lucky number you don't even like it no no I, i love it I can't wait to wear it. (laughs) Try it on now, then. Now? Yeah. Well, you know, a little uncomfortable taking my shirt off in public. That's in my notes. I wanted to ask you if you thought that was a wink to New Moon. Are you kidding me? Yes. There's no way they didn't write that in with the the (laughs) thought that he's known for ripping his shirt off in the Twilight movies. Wait, but does he rip his shirt off in the first one? No. No, right? So I looked it up because my, of course, my thought was, oh, this is a new moon thing. But I looked it up and new moon came out November of 2009. And this came out February of 2010. Oh, so does he take his shirt off in Twilight? I feel like he has to. Otherwise, that is a very weird joke. I thought the whole point was that it was like a a wink to his performances in Twilight. This is going to, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to okay. go scan through You'll Twilight. Back to us. I'm going to have to scan through Twilight <laughs> and make sure he takes his shirt off at some point. The other thing that I was shocked about, which I never noticed before is, are they called hurdles? Suddenly I don't know the word. Oh, when he runs it. Yes. Yes. Hurdle. Not only does he jump hurdles really well, but the way he trips over the last one and throws himself and rolls, like he's a stunt man. <laughs> he. I mean, they didn't CGI that, right? No, that was really him. I, I think it was really him. He must and have had some kind of track background or something. He must have. Is is it actually him who does the tumbling too? I don't know. I feel like it was. If Either that or it was an amazing cut because I really could not tell. It looked like him. And who? And if it wasn't him, whoever did it had the really his exact body yes. type and hair and yeah, everything. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, I think it might've been him. I think so, too. It's pretty amazing. And it was hysterical, by the way. The way he trips and falls. And also what Taylor says to him, too, is hysterical. We're just like, oh, my God. Baby, are you okay? Walk it off, baby. Just walk it off. You're still hot, baby. You're still hot. (laughs) The second time she launches into that dance in front of the news crew, I die. Five, six, seven, eight. So I don't know if you realize this, because I know you're not the hugest fan of Pretty Woman, but Hector, I think it's Elizondo, the grandfather of that cute little boy, mm-hmm. is the hotel guy in Pretty Woman with Julie Roberts. Oh, really? I didn't realize that because I haven't seen Pretty Woman in so long. Is um Pretty Woman a Gary Marshall movie? I don't know. Because I know that Hector 
is in every Gary Marshall movie. Yep, it is. How cute. That is really cute, isn't it? Because he does he did the Princess Diaries movies and he's in that too. And so is Anne Hathaway. Isn't that really adorable? <laughs> I love that so much. I love too that Shirley MacLaine basically played herself. <laughs> yeah. When they go to the movie in the cemetery. In the cemetery, yes. And he's like, That's my trifecta. Her? Mm hmm. Like literally that. Literally. Her. Oh, she was hot. <laughs> Still is. She looked amazing when she walks into the cemetery and she's wearing that very like flowy, loved it. Old Hollywood yes. kind of feeling. She looked beautiful. I love that scene. My only issue with it is that they should have said to the crowd as the crowd was being annoyed. Yeah. They should have said like, that's me. That's her on the screen. <laughs> You're, here she is in real life. Let her interrupt the movie. Wait a minute. They should. They should be like, you guys, like, that's her. You should be, that's, that Watch is. Watch her real love story in front of your eyes right now. <laughs> the syncing up of their kisses is really. It's so good. It's, it's good. I don't see why this is rated so low. Certainly not. No, but certainly not compared to others of the same kind. Like, I don't think there's, right. there's no, I mean. If you think that this movie is cheesy or whatever, dumb, like I feel like you would feel that way about many rom-coms and and movies like this. So it's not, I don't, I think this is of the upper echelon of of rom-coms, certainly. And I mean, there's a lot going on. And I think, and different than when we talked about Love Actually, I think that all of the stories are paid the right amount of service and get a proper ending. You're not going to understand this, but I just have to say, Shout out to my friend Jen and her husband, Rob, for Alexa just using the phrase upper echelon. They'll know what I'm saying. Okay. I was wondering why you started smiling while I was talking. I'm like, I don't know what I said, but (laughs) I think that all of the stories are told well, unlike Love Actually, where they just threw shit in. Like, Are you saying Valentine's Day is better than Love Actually? Yes. (laughs) The restaurant scene. The one where Jen goes to confront Patrick? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That the highlight of the movie. Yeah. When she puts that wind up toy down on the table and then she goes over to the host and he's the father of one yes. of her students. And- Nicely done. <laughs> Miss Fitzpatrick, my son Franklin really loves your class. Oh, he's got a great imagination. Yeah. So I guess we'll charge these two. Oh, charge these to my friend over there. Yeah, that's what I figured. So I put in some extra lobster tails and a cheesecake. <laughs> Thank you, Amos. <laughs> I was like, (laughs) the way that she describes how the whatever special she made up, the roasted pig pig heart. Yeah. The the way she describes and the physical acting she does with her hands and like the motions and everything, it is hysterical and so good. Tonight, the chef is featuring a dish that he likes to call the lying, stinking pig. You're you're kidding. You're kidding. How is that good? She starts by cutting off the pig's testicles, and he chops them up really finely, teeny tiny pieces. And then he takes those testicles and he he pulverizes them and adds in a little arugula, some sage, um, feta cheese, and shoves the mixture back up the pig's, well, for lack of a better word, ass. Really? Yeah. Then he cuts out the heart, the cold, useless, tiny little heart, and, uh, Lays it on either side, and it's a nice amuse bouche. What did you think about 
Anne Hathaway and Topher and Queen Latifah's storyline. I just have the, my only two. Do you not like Anne Hathaway? Is that what's no, happening? No, 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 no. This is about Topher. Okay. I just think Topher's character getting mad doesn't make a, a lot of sense to me. I don't know. He just gets so mad. I don't feel like that moment when he insults her on the street is uncomfortable and i don't think and it just seems like an overreaction no what i think it is is you leaving me at dinner to talk dirty to your boyfriend stanley so no 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 no, no, no. what a relief to know that you're not someone who licks people all up and down with their scratchy kitty cat tongue i moonlight as an adult phone entertainer like phone sex yes this is the busiest day of the year for phone sex surprise Why didn't you tell me? Okay, um, I'm broke. I have a 100K student loan. I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to pay off. I have no health insurance. And so if you know of a job that will pay a poetry major more than $40 an hour with her clothes on, I'm all ears. Okay. I'm out. No, Jay, are you going to call me? Well, you know, I'd like to say yes, but I don't know if I can afford it. I'm sorry. That was, I'm sorry. Come on. You know, I didn't mean that. I'm just, this is like, this is way too much for me. Okay. I'm from Muncie, Indiana. Like the wildest thing I ever did was leave Muncie, Indiana. Look, this is me. It's not you. I just, I'm sorry, Liz. Wait, I can't remember now. She explains the truth and he's mad about that. Yes. And why? What's his reason for being mad? His reason for being mad is that it's too much. That like he. Oh, that he's like a Midwestern boy. Yes. And like, I don't know. It just seems you haven't known her that long. And it's not even about the lying that he's really concerned about. If it was more concerned about the lying, that would be more of a justification. But even still, because they haven't been together that long. And she wasn't even like really lying. Just no. saying, I have to take this call for my well, boss. Well, yeah, I mean, no, but no, totally. And so for him to just, I feel like, I don't know. Him getting so mad about it is kind of gross. She's really not doing anything that bad. Like, calm down. <laughs> I don't <laughs> His know. His apology is good, I think. His apology is good. Jason, I feel bad about how you found out about my job. It was awkward and I'm sorry, but that is the only thing that I apologize no. for. Um, I should be the one apologizing. If you want to be a adult phone a- entertainer, that's cool. I don't know, Jason. I mean, when you found out something about me you didn't like, you judged me and failed. I don't think that's a promising foundation for a relationship. You know what? You're right. I just spent all night in a cemetery. And I actually learned something. Um, in a relationship, you have to accept the other person f- for all of what they are. And not just the parts that are easy to like. And you're stupid if you turn your back on something as important as love. And I thought they were really cute. I love the beginning scene when they're in the when they're in his apartment and she like rushes out because she's got to run and and she get talks about getting the coffee from the neighbor and everything. I thought that was cute and fun. Anne Hathaway was made to roll around in bed with someone and take Polaroids of them. <laughs> Truly. I think it's great that Queen Latifah picks up the phone for the end. <laughs> yes. 
does <laughs> and like takes over the job for a night kind of. Did you see in the end credits when they show some of the bloopers? No. I didn't. Oh, you haven't seen it. No. You got to go back and watch them. They're really good. Queen Latifah is doing that thing with the rubber band ball and one of the rubber bands breaks. <laughs> She's so cute. I love her. <laughs> Another few moments that I really, really loved. When Bradley gives Julia Roberts his car to use. <sighs> oh, I love that. When we see that he was going to see Eric Dane, that they're a couple. I so this, do you, you know how you have those moments where you can remember seeing a movie for the first time? It doesn't happen with every movie. I remember viscerally seeing this in the theater and the moment when he, when you realize that he's going to see Eric Dane, I people do like too. lost it. It was like, wh- it was like such a twist I, that you did not expect at all. It's so beautiful and cute. I love that. Also, the moment when you yes. realized she was going to see her son was another one of those. So the only thing I loved both stories and I loved their whole thing on the plane. But what do you think the reason is that the only thing that I was thinking about was like the credibility of both stories ending up with like a, a twist on what you think the truth might be? Like, why wouldn't they have had more of a conversation, especially on the Julia Roberts side? Is the, do you, What do you think her reasoning in that moment was for not saying that it was her son? I don't know if this is accurate, but I the sense that I get is that a lot of it has to do with her being in the military, especially mm. at the rank of a captain. You just, over so many years, it's drilled into you that you keep your personal life private mm. and things that are confidential stay that way. Oh, I and see. like that, I think it's like that sort of, that just sort of like becomes who you are, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then also on his side, like they made him, he was so flirty and cute when he's going home to see Eric. So it's sort of, it's just, it's an, I enjoy it, but I just am thinking, what is the, is the thought process of both characters in this moment of having this interaction, like flirtation, cute thing where both of them are not really actually in a position is it because they know that like there's nothing that's going to happen or anything i i imagine it's more of there are certain people we cross paths with that we have chemistry with Mm. and even though it's not going to turn romantic it is like a sparky kind of i see okay that makes sense i enjoy their their scenes so much I need a whole sequel of just the two of them. And this is such a niche thing, but I know that you'll appreciate it. I don't know what it is, but the outfit that she changes into on the plane is such a vibe. I can't remember. She's wearing a t- turtleneck and She's like wearing a, a turtleneck and one of those like half sweatery cardigan things that comes like flares off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's just so cozy and cute. I love it. Yeah, I agree. It feels very 2010, but in a good way. Yeah. In a way that I hope it comes back around. What did you think about the fact that they chose to set it in LA? Isn't it a, isn't it like when you think about it, you would think they would pick a different city for Valentine's Day. I don't know why, but I mean, it fits. Because it doesn't feel wintry. I guess so much as, I don't know. It's just LA has in, in movies is usually painted as such like a star studded, heartless place. It's so interesting that they would choose to set the Valentine's Day one there. Isn't that weird? I I don't know where they would have said it. Like, I can't think of a city that they would put it in. I guess if they wanted to have the outdoor movie night thing, it had to be in L.A. Mm, That's true. 
Because even though there are other cities where it would be warm enough, there are not other cities where there also would be sports agents and stuff. That's true. That's true. So maybe it just had to be. Yeah, because of other parts that had already written for it. But then again, do they set it in a city before they write it? I don't know. I'd be curious to find out how they like decided where they were going to set it. But in general, like if you were sitting down to write a screenplay, do you set it in a city before you write the story? I think so, right? I think it probably goes hand in hand with coming up with the story. You really have to go back and watch the credit scenes because I didn't know there were any. There's also a moment where Julia's in the back of the car that Bradley gave her. And the driver of the car says something like, You look out the window, ma'am, we're passing the famous Rodeo Drive. You ever shopped here? I did once, actually. A big mistake. Big. Huge. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is very, that should have made the movie. (laughs) Yeah. That should have been in there. But uh, they put it at the very end of the end credits. Mm. So it really is like a, really ends it on a funny, (laughs) like a wink. Uh, That's everything I had to say. I don't know if there's anything you want to. Let me see if there's any like people that we didn't really cover. We didn't talk about Emma Roberts's thing, but I don't care. Me neither. That's my least favorite story. How cool must that be to have your aunt, not only to have your aunt be Julia Roberts, but Mm -hmm. that you get to be in a movie with her? Because she grew up knowing her aunt was one of the most famous actresses ever. That is pretty cool. All right. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi. And rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Guys, our guest next week on the podcast is Julia Roberts. (laughs) If you want us to release it, you'll rate and review us. (laughs) If not, too bad for you. We're keeping it to ourselves. (laughs) 